Well, I want to welcome y'all to another Daily Decade, your rosary on the road. Let me roll that window up so you're not listening to what's going on outside. I don't have... My, my car is not equipped with air conditioning and I live in the deep south, so <laughs> windows open on the way to work. <laughs> Especially after a rainstorm when it's nice and cool. I, uh, I have an intention today, although it didn't come through the inbox, but I want to pray for um, Isolt and uh, for her little baby. Uh, she's going into labor now and she's describing the labor as a slow roll, which I remember my wife had something similar on our first baby and it was torture to watch. I can only imagine what it was like to go through. So I'd like to pray for her and for her baby for health and well-being for all parties involved and the easy availability of a priest should anything happen, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, so that's those. that'll be our prayer for today. I have to ask your forgiveness. I have not checked the inbox this morning. So if there is something in there waiting for me, I'll find out about it when I get to, um, I get to lunch this afternoon. And if you have written in, you will be mentioned tomorrow. Don't forget tomorrow also uh, is our prayer intention from yesterday or the day before. My memory's not serving me at the moment. Josh is going in for his interview tomorrow. So I have uh, I have him on my rosary, but if y'all could just mention his name even just on your uh, in your morning prayers tomorrow, I, th I think that would be a, a wonderful thing, a wonderful act of mercy uh, for, to perform. Uh, but for today, we'll pray for, uh, for Isolt and her little baby. Now, if you have any special intentions of any kind at all, that you'd like to send in, you can send those in to daily decad requests at protonmail.com. That's decad D E C A D E requests in the plural at protonmail.com. And if you have any suggestions, any comments, anything at all on the Telegram channel, the Gab channel, the the, the broadcast itself, whatever, you can send it all in to daily decad requests at protonmail.com. And actually, it's been very exciting. Our Telegram channel just passed. 750 subscribers and it's been around for a little under a year. I started doing the recordings of this in March of 2020 and I think it was in late August that we actually started the Telegram channel and we're at 750 people now who are subscribed and following it and I want to give some thanks to them and uh, some of the people that, that got it rolling um, uh, Nate and uh, um, and uh, well, he keeps changing his, his name, but the guy who runs Red Pilt, um, I don't know what he's going to be going by by the time somebody, some people listen to this who are on Telegram, but uh, both of them have been instrumental in making that happen, and you know who you are, who have also contributed, everybody who has a channel on there, uh, who's been really helpful in this little circle of people that have kind of come together now, the some of the podcasts that I've enjoyed listening to and have gotten in touch with the people that do them. Um, Trad Patrick is one of them from Rights and Duties, Anthony Stein uh, from Return to Tradition, all of the guys that are involved over at Restoring the Faith, uh, all of that. And, of course, the uh, the other major channel on Telegram would be the um, at Corpus Christi, that's Heathens Be Gone, that's run uh, by uh, the same guy. Who run, well, he runs a bunch of channels, uh, but I've I would feel remiss if I didn't do something to thank uh, all of them, everybody who has been so helpful in making 
this thing happen. And uh, in the, I, I'm sort of torn on mentioning names because I know that I've got a broader audience here broadcasting, thanks to the help that I've received from Roscoe and Walrus over at Exodus Americanus. I've got a pretty broad audience, both within this sort of trad Catholic sphere, the Exodus Americanus people, some of the other people that are uh, that have listened to it from the very beginning, my close circle of friends uh, that started listening to it when we first got it off the ground. It's, it's just spread and spread and spread and spread and spread. And I would be remiss if I didn't express gratitude to each and every person who's been involved in making this thing possible and in bringing the rosary to all of these people, because all of us need it. And I'm going to talk about that later on. But right now, uh, if you have intentions, you have the email to send it into. I want us all to put ourselves in the presence of God and get our rosaries out and pray for Isolt and for her, uh, for her little baby who should be coming today. Today is, today is it, Thursday. Today's Thursday, so we're going to pray in English. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, weeping and mourning from this veil of tears. Turn then, O gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy unto us. And after this our exile, shew unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. O St. Gerard, whose chosen patronage is women in labor, healthy pregnancies, safe deliveries. We ask thy intercession on behalf of the handmaiden of God Isolt and her young baby that she may have a safe delivery, a healthy child, and that her family may continue to grow in happiness and in grace and in faith and fear of the Lord. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with God the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. For all of us in our daily labors, our struggles, our strife, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, thy kingdom come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now then, I almost launched into this earlier before we actually said our prayers, and it's rare that I'm sort of chomping at the bit to get a to get something said uh, well I guess it's rare this week <laughs> the past couple of days I've really struggled but uh, today I've got something I've been reflecting on and it's a reflection based on some of the reading I've been doing it, it really undergirds how important spiritual reading is you know I went through three days this week uh, drawing utter blanks of course one of the days I ended up not being able to record anyway but my my days have been filled and it was a little bit this way last week as well my days have been filled with uncertainties about what to say or how to reflect and I'm finding my mind sort of wandering far from God and I know that that happens to everybody it's not unique to me and I don't mean to complain about it either but a large part of it is that I fell off with my spiritual reading I scheduled throughout the season of Easter, leading from Easter to Pentecost, to read all of 
uh, Thomas Akempis' uh, imitation of Christ. I, I got to the end of it, got to Pentecost, and I thought to myself, well, that was great. That was wonderful. I had something to think about, something to reflect upon. I had people sending me emails and messages telling me how much they appreciated bringing that into the Daily Decade. I'm going to continue doing this. So I picked up The Secret of the Rosary by St. Louis de Montfort. And needless to say, I've had a little bit more of a struggle getting my reading done, but whenever I do, I have a great idea in my head as to what to talk about, and it helps in my prayer life as well. And after this, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I think maybe St. Augustine's Confessions. You're welcome to make some suggestions as well. But the point of all of that is not to talk about myself so much as to highlight that my prayer life and my ability to reflect upon everything that God has given us was exponentially increased by having access to a regular spiritual reading. And so I really can't encourage you enough to have some kind of regular spiritual reading, some rule of spiritual reading. And I don't mean, you know, have a book on your shelf that you pick up and read occasionally or uh, something like that. I mean actually regiment yourself to say, I am going to read this many pages of this text tonight. I am going to, between this date and this date, I am going to finish this book. And I've actually, I caught myself up. I'm on track with The Secret of the Rosary, by the way. Yeah, and if you lose track, you can't catch up. You just got to do the work. But set yourself a deadline. Sit down and do that. It really is a tremendous help. And the help that St. Louis de Montfort has given is in understanding the power of the Holy Rosary. And some of this went into the post that I made yesterday on the uh, Telegram channel. I actually logged in on there, got everything, and typed something up about everything that we've been doing here on the, on the Daily Decade, and posted it. And I reflected upon the fact that it is in times of crisis and darkness that we find the Rosary to be our most useful and powerful weapon. There is a popular story, and you may judge whether or not it is um, anecdotal or whether it's real, of when Cromwell's soldiers invaded Ireland. They encountered, in most places, people coming out of their homes not armed with anything but their rosaries and shaking the rosaries at them and praying the prayers loudly at Cromwell's soldiers such that, and it was such that the witness that they gave with their rosaries actually discouraged Cromwell's soldiers. Many of them ended up dead anyway uh, and martyred for the faith, but it discouraged the heretics at first, drove them back a bit. And then it actually made it harder to convert Ireland to this to Cromwell's heresies and he complained about this how difficult it had been how how much effort had been gone in and uh, he, he he recounted this in a I forget whether it was a speech or a letter but the whole thing amounted basically to uh, him coming to the conclusion that uh, the juice might not be worth the squeeze on Ireland and it was not an armed uprising it was not physical resistance, it was not reliance on the Irish people's own strength or power that led him to this conclusion, but rather the fanaticism of their faith and their loyalty to not even so much Holy Mother Church, which was powerful, but the teachings of the church. 
the devotions of the church, and the rosary chief among them. The rosary was the powerful weapon whereby the Cathars, uh, who were sodomites, they were buggers, uh, and uh, founded a cult of niceness in the south of France. That's If you read about the, uh, the Cathar heresy, the Albigensian heresy, what you'll find, and really, it, they're, pra- they're so far gone, it's practically not even a heresy. It's almost full apostasy. They're, they're dualists, Gnostics. And if you read about them, you'll find that they called themselves uh, bon hommes, good men, good women. Uh, and the whole cult that they built up was a cult built around just being nice to other people, being kind to other people. You know, just just be be kind and be Christian. Act. Uh, it's it's. You'll see an immediate parallel to everything that's going on now. And we know, of course, that because of the influence that they had from the uh, oh, what are they called now? Uh, the Bulgars, which were a similar cult to heresy that arise, arose in what is now Bulgaria, north of Constantinople, and were driven out and came to the south of France. Uh, this is where the term buggerer comes from, when we refer to a sodomite as a buggerer, because they engaged in buggery, uh, which is unnatural acts. It was a defining trait of this cult. So they, they insisted on just being nice to one another. They engaged in sodomy and uh, they believed in, I, I think polyamory got mixed up in there as well. Uh, so there's a whole mess of things, the, the Albigensians, and they were devilish hard to convert. Uh, the crusade failed. The Inquisition struggled. It really took uh, St. Dominic was probably one of the most successful uh, people in converting the Albigensians. So the St. Francis was very effective as well. But the, the efficacy of St. Dominic's preaching came primarily through his use of the Holy Rosary. For, and it was to this task that, the, that he was assigned when he was given the Holy Rosary by our Blessed Mother. And the Rosary converted these heretics. The Rosary drew them back to Christianity away from this, what is essentially a cult of the Antichrist, and not a great deal different than the cult of the Antichrist today. Drew them back through the Rosary. Blessed Alan de la Roche was uh, tasked with the revitalization of the Rosary as a devotion, and he was tasked with it shortly after the Black Death had wiped out almost a third of the population of Europe. The end of the world seemed imminent. And Our Lady came with the Rosary. In difficult times in England, when there were rampant, uh, not so much heresy as to just indifference and unbelief, the, the English have always been a people who have been very careful to avoid heresy, but have a terrible habit of, following, of falling into complete indifference. And actually, if you look at the Church of England today, if you want to find a fault with it, I would dare to say that heresy is probably not the chief fault of the Church of England, but it is religious indifference that seems to plague those poor people. And England was has been plagued in the past with a sort of religious indifference. And it was in answer to this that St. Simon Stock was given the uh, scapula, the brown scapula of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, whose feast we are soon to celebrate in this month. I, I want to say, actually, next week or the week after. The Rosary, the Brown Scapular, Our Lady is always present with weapons. She is 
the shield maiden of heaven who comes to the soldiers of Christ engaged in battle with ready weapons sharpened and honed of strong steel so that they may do combat successful combat and drive back the enemies of God and she has never failed from the Albigensians in southern France to the Turkish invaders and the Turks were a stubborn invader at the Battle of Lepanto. The rosary is the weapon that won those battles. Uh, there were stories of crusaders who sought to reclaim the uh, old spirit of crusade from the uh, merchants who had hijacked it and led the crusades into being sort of circuses. Uh, they wrapped their fists in rosaries to make their blows more effective against the enemies of God and also to help them to discern between enemies of God and merely those who stood in the way of, of worldly ambition. And the rosary becomes the primary tool whereby we are to fight the battle we are fighting. In three separate instances in the last century, or I suppose the century before last, now that we're deep into the 2020s, uh, or deep into the 21st century, I should say, in the, la in the century before last, our Blessed Mother appeared, and on three separate occasions, instructed us that the rosary was her primary tool for combating the evil that would befall us. At Our Lady, uh, at, at Lourdes, Our Lady said uh, to uh, instructed St. Bernadette to pray the rosary and prayed with her. Penance, 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 pray for sinners, she said. At Fatima, she was more explicit. Pray your rosary every day for peace and the conversion of sinners. And she warned us what was coming. And you know, for the life of me, there was a third one. At, when I started this, uh, the, this uh, monologue, there was a third apparition I was thinking of, and now it has escaped my memory. But in each case, the point is that I think Lord and Fatima are more than sufficient. But in each case, our Blessed Mother gives us the rosary as a weapon to wage against the world. And there's no devotion that Satan and his heretical army wants to undermine more than those tools that our Blessed Mother has given us. The round scapular, the rosary, the various other devotions, devotion to her sorrowful heart, the servite rosary, the devotion to her immaculate heart, which she mentions explicitly in Fatima. All of these devotions, all of these Marian devotions that she has given us are devotions which the devil constantly seeks to undermine. And anywhere where you see a modern man-made devotion replacing the Holy Rosary, you can be sure that it is the work of the devil doing it. And not only that, but the Rosary is available to all people. It's not a Catholic devotion. It is a devotion from heaven. The Catholic Church is the church founded by Christ that is the means whereby we get to heaven but the rosary is there to draw all people home it is there for the conversion of all people in their stubbornness 
It is not a devotion that is exclusive to those that are already inside the walls of the Catholic Church, which is why I'm doing what I'm doing here. The rosary will open your eyes. If you say it devote, devoutedly, devoutly, devoutedly, devotedly, devoutly, every day, if you are truly devoted to it, it will open your eyes to all of your sins, errors, and mistakes and draw you back to God. And that's true if you're a Roman Catholic who needs to go to confession. It's true if you're outside the church and need to experience a conversion of heart. If you say the rosary every day, even just a decade, it is my firm and unchanging belief that it will draw you to God and to where Christ wills you to be. That's the power of the Holy Rosary. And so, we can turn now, and this is really the point that I wanted to get to at the very beginning of all of this. We're in dark times right now. And the more, I think, most of us who sit down and reflect on it, the more we reflect on it, the less we want to reflect on it because things do seem so bleak. The majority of people are either too comfortable or too stupid to see what's going on. I don't mean that as an insult or, or as calumny against them. The reality is there are a large number of very ignorant people, some of them well-meaning, some of them not so much, uh, who simply do not have the capability to comprehend what is coming for them. They are leaderless, both in the political and in the spiritual realm. There are so few good leaders. I don't even pretend to be a leader. I'm just here passing out the rosary. So there's the, even, even those of us who are trying to do something, most of us aren't leadership material. And the push from the enemy is stronger and stronger and stronger, so much so that many people have begun to believe that the devil has truly been unchained, that we are living in that period when the devil is loosed upon the earth. In these times, in this difficulty, in all moments of Christian crisis throughout history, our Blessed Mother has been there to offer sure defense for the servants of her son. She's always there. She was there against the Albigensians. She was there against the Turk. She was there against the indiff against indifferentism, against despair after the Black Death. She was there extending her mantle to protect the city of Constantinople. Only in the end, when they abandoned the, uh, the uh, uh, well, there's a lot of things that went into the fall of Constantinople, but most of it was faithlessness. The reality is, for us, that despair is never a rational conclusion. It may seem like it, but it's because we have forgotten the past. We have forgotten our history as Christians, as, as members of Christendom. And when we forget these things, or when we regard them as myth or legend or some historical thing to be studied and not to be lived, then yes, despair does seem obvious. 
and it's easy to fall in. But we need only look to our history, and those of us who are intelligent enough to see what is going on in the world today should be intelligent enough to study our history. We will see that there has never been a time or crisis ever in the history of Christendom where Our Lady's compassion, where the Blessed Virgin Mary's love for mankind has not compelled her to intercede for us either directly through the distribution of some weapon against the enemy like the rosary or brown scapular or indirectly through her intercessions before the throne of Christ by which he comes to us with his promises like the sacred heart and we need never fear the devil or the world if we have Christ and his blessed mother as our allies and we do them the honor that is due to them and so my prayer today is for all of us that we should never lose slacken that we should never weaken that we should never fall away from our devotions to the Blessed Mother, most of all. And that we should always do her honor. Because if we always do her honor, her compassion will be a driving force in her intercession for us. And she will excite the more powerful and efficacious compassion of her Son, our God, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.